0: The Paul Leslie Hour Helping people tell their stories And now, your host, Paul Leslie Hey, it's me How are you, friend? I'm honored that you're joining us on another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour If you can help me in my mission to get all of these interviews 16 years worth out there into the world on this podcast and on YouTube Please do so Just go to patreon.com slash the Paul Leslie Hour. Your help is most appreciated. This is the second part in our series on the band Little Feet. This interview was originally broadcast on the radio. I believe this was back in 2008 that it was broadcast. The interview might have been recorded in 2007. We recorded the interview backstage, at the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta, Georgia. This is an interview with Richie Hayward of the band Little Feet. At that time, Little Feet had just released an album called Join the Band. I assembled all of these interviews together, and I put them in a series that was seven parts total, one from each member of the band. Sadly, Richie Hayward has passed away. He passed away in 2010... At 64 years of age, he was born in 1946. He was an incredible drummer. I had the chance to see him a number of times in concert. His energy was very infectious. Jeff Pike, who saw many Little Feet shows with me, used to always comment on how animated Richie Hayward was when he was on stage. Richie Hayward had been drumming his entire life. He's worked with artists ranging from Bob Dylan, Peter Frampton, Arlo Guthrie, Taj Mahal, Warren Zevon, Robert Plant. He was with Little Feet from the very beginning. I'm honored that you'll listen to this interview with Richie Hayward, and I hope you enjoy.
1: It's our pleasure to welcome Mr. Richie Hayward. He's been with Little Feet since the beginning, 1969, and before. Last time that Little Feet came here to Atlanta, we met with many of the fans out front, Right now, for all you listening, we're at the Variety Playhouse here in Little Five Points, Atlanta, Georgia, and many of the fans said, you need to get an interview with Richie Hayward. They insisted, so we're giving what the people wanted, so welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much. So tell us, going back to the beginning, what made you fall
2: in love with music? Well, the first thing I saw on television when I was like six years old was uh, the Count Basie Orchestra, and that did it. I was I was hooked from then on. Sonny Payne was the drummer, and I was a I wanted to be a drummer from then on. And just kind of turned into this
1: eventually. So, what were your early music loves?
2: Um. Lots of jazz and bebop. Uh, you Dizzy know, Gillespie and Miles Davis and, and Art Blakey and, and all those kind of guys. And, and I discovered Ray Charles. And that kind of brought me into a blues thing. And um, then the Stones came out and we got into the rock thing. I didn't like rock and roll that much until, until the early 60s. It, it just seemed like country music was an edge to me (laughs) but it's gotten a lot better and a lot more broad and uh, it's it's really good to play
1: it always every time I've seen you I don't think there's 60 seconds that pass where you're not smiling like a, a big $100 smile so I can tell you love to play but what was it about the drums that made you fall in love with them
2: uh, just the essence of them, I guess. Uh, you know, the fact that they're struck instead of plucked and the physical physicality of it and the primalness of it. I just love them for some reason. So tell us about you meeting Lowell George and how that all came to be. Uh, that's, that's kind of a funny story. I just moved to California uh, to, to make it as a, a drummer for a living from Iowa, and uh, I was working with this little cover band, and uh, I was looking at the L.A. Free P- Free Press, which was the, uh, the free hippie kind of paper in L.A. at the time, and then there was an ad in the back saying, Drummer wanted, must be freaky. I thought, well, that's me. <laughs> so I went down and auditioned, and it was Lowell, and all the mothers of invention were, were sitting on the floor lined up around the room where we were auditioning. There was a little pressure. Yeah. And, uh, and I got the gig, and that was 1966. And Lola and I were pretty much associated musically until his death in 79, from, from that day.
1: What was your impress impression of Mr. George?
2: I mean, a very first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, very strong-willed, and determined, and gifted, and funny. And um, I thought he had a huge potential, and and we thought similarly. Similarly, in uh, kind of music we liked and wanted to play.
1: Was he still playing with the mothers when you met him at the time? No, he
2: hadn't started with them. He hadn't yet.
1: I was, I was curious about that. I got the time that kind of crossed. You certainly have played with a lot of talented musicians. And I know that some of them had to have been your music heroes. Mm-hmm. So tell me about some of the ones that stick out in your mind as being particularly memorable.
2: Wow, that's a lot of them. Mike Cooter was really rem- really memorable because uh, he, he's so intelligent and, and, and um, he's got a lot of integrity musically and he's really a powerful player. So that was really interesting. Robert Plant was real interesting because it was such a change for me to be... Uh, the only American in an English band and living over there and, and the Led Zeppelin connection and that was very exciting. Warren Zevon was really, really great uh, because of his personality was so quirky and and he was real bright and fun to work with. Um, buddy Guy, he's the real thing. He's, he's really, oh uh, what's the word, traditional in, in a lot of things. And he's got some great stories.
1: <laughs> Didn't you play drums with Bob Dylan? Yeah. That's yeah. one
2: on the list, I'm sure. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> I kept some of the set lists just because the list of songs was so amazing. It was all my favorite stuff. Well,
1: you talked a little bit about what you grew up listening to and what you like to listen to when you grow up. Has it changed much, or what are you like? What have you been listening to lately?
2: Well, it's it's changed and it's expanded. I still listen to a lot of old Miles stuff. And in fact, that was my phone ring was Bitches Brew. I listened to Dave Matthews and uh, Tool. Oddly enough. I think they're really good. Um, Peter Gabriel. Bob Dylan. Just all kinds of things. I switch Look, all over the place.
1: Kind of like Little Feet in that Little Feet has so many different sounds within their sound.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, we're kind of influenced by everything we ever heard in one way or another.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, is there any song that stands out in the Little Feet uh, discography that you particularly like? Oh, my. There's a lot of great ones, but maybe a favorite.
2: Well, that's a stumper. Cold, Cold, Cold is really fun to play. Uh, The chicken song is, except we have to play it so often, it's kind of a... uh, Lost some of that. Fat Man of the Bateau and Mercenary Territory. Why Don't It Look Like the Way That It Talks is one of my new favorites. But it's all fun to play. It's all you know, it's perfect for a drummer to get into.
1: The longevity of the band is, is amazing. So I was wondering. Is there anyone in the band that you are closer to?
2: No, not really. I'm pretty much just uh, uh, It's just pretty much the same with all.
1: Pretty much like everybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, most of the time. On <laughs> <laughs> the road, man. Mm. Six feet away from someone can.
2: Yeah. We had to learn to coexist. That was a process, but it's all good now.
1: When someone goes and sees a Little Feet show or when they listen to a Little Feet record, what is it that you hope that the listener gets out of the experience?
2: My. I hope he gets what he's looking for, whatever that might be. Um, I I hope they find it interesting and, and it touches them somewhere in their lives. They can identify with it and it makes them feel good and want to shake something.
1: <laughs> have played in a lot of places. I was wondering what has been some of your favorite places to
2: play? Halls or towns? Both. Mm. Well, I've got to say Atlanta. <laughs> Um, New Orleans is one of my favorite places to to play or be or in, except in August. (laughs) Um, Chicago is great. New York, L.A. Seattle is pretty cool.
1: Of all the venues you've played, what's your favorite venue? I don't really have one. I don't really have
2: one favorite venue. Hmm. There's a there's a, there's a list of them. What was that the worst, know, was the worst I, thing that you ever played that you can stand? It was the War Eagle Supper Club. The War Eagle, War Eagle Supper Club? Yeah, in some little town in Alabama. And they hadn't served food for 20 years. Oh, my God. But they called it the Supper Club. And it, <sighs> when yeah. was that gig? Oh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago? It was a one-off, something, a filler gig between destination uh-huh. that we would never do again. <laughs> it was just filthy and tiny and dark. It Really Alabama. bad sound. What town in Alabama was that? I can't Could remember. Couldn't even tell. There so many small buildings.
1: You mentioned the upcoming album from Little Feet, and you said you'd only heard it once,
2: which yeah, I guess... In a you know, form, yeah.
1: I guess that's one more time than I've heard it, but... <laughs> <laughs> What can we expect?
2: Well, it's it's interesting, and it's like it's a it's a redo of a lot of our old stuff, and a couple of new songs, and guest singers on most all of it. There's well, like, people like Brooks and Dunn do will and, and Dave Matthews does "Fat Man," and Bob Seger does a song, and and. And Lou Harris does a song. Anyway, it's just a lot of good, really nice guests. Sam Bush is on it. Ella Fleck, I think, played on it somewhere. And I can't even remember everybody. It's a, it's a list of several. Sounds like it's going to be quite a record. It could be. I mean, I, I liked it the time I heard it. <laughs> See, we did the tracks a couple years ago down in, in Key West in Jimmy's studio. And then Billy and, and Matt McAnally, who were producing it, kind of, uh, whenever they could, they got the people to sing and play on it, the guests. And so that took a while. And that didn't, well, it didn't require all of us and really had to travel. So to be there was expensive and difficult. But eventually they got everyone they wanted. and Then it took a long time to get clearance from record companies and management and everything of all these various artists, which is a lot of hoops to jump through. But now it's... And then we had to find somebody to release it. And that just came through a couple days ago. So we've been waiting... Jeez, almost a year for for this thing to come out. And I heard it once in Jamaica, a year before this... Um it was um 07, in February. I'm looking forward to hearing it, that's for sure. Me too. Oh, Jimmy does does uh, Time Loves a Hero on it. Oh does it? Robert Greenwich mm-hmm. plays on on that song too.
1: Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. I I know uh I've heard I've I've heard quotes from Jimmy Buffett where he says Little Feet is his favorite band.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, yeah. God, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy Shrimp boat Sound recording there? Oh yeah, Did you enjoy that. Yeah, it's a nice studio, isn't it? Well, it's Did it's like a it? studio. Well, I like I like the people there a mm-hmm. lot, and uh, and everything worked. And Key West was a trip I've never been there before. Really,
1: that's a trip. And it is indeed.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. Well, I have one final question for you. Given that this program is going to be broadcast all over the world, my last question, Mister Ritchie Hayward. Of little Feet, since 1969. is what would you like to say to the world?
2: Why can't we get along? <laughs> um, that's about it. You all come down now, here.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much for this interview. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I look forward to another show with little feet. You Thank
2: guys you. Can always deliver. Thank you very much. Very much so. All right. Bop, bop, dee, bop, bop, badoo, not bak, siki, chacha, kook, a buzz, a look, a buzz, a neck, a pook, a ketago, a dump, a doodle, a zan, but over dagger, a puzzle, a zika, baka, puka, dong, dong, doodle, looky, dee, boo. Goodbye.